You're listening to Gab Street, Columbus, Ohio's number one podcast for the counterculture. Hear unique, honest perspectives from the most talented creatives in your city about our most important issues, and discover your new favorite people along the way. Support your locals before they go global. Gab Street audience, we, we normally call you pedestrians. Apparently that is uh, considered an insult by some. We're going to look into that, do some research. But we're back at you with another episode today. Today is episode 108. I'm surprised I remembered that. I've started forgetting lately. And today is a special episode because, uh, well, one, Zay Crypto is here, and he, is, he hasn't been here as often lately, so welcome him back onto the show for another edition. Say hello. What up, what up? He's back, ready for action. The best interviews being slung all across the town. Today we have Trigno on the show. What's poppin'? Yo, what's going down? What's poppin' and lockin'? <laughs> Just cracking with the people. I know poppin' and lockin' is something that you uh, you do quite a bit, is that correct? Yeah. I wanted to ask you something that I was curious about. Because uh, I, I was looking at your website earlier, and it said that you began as a dancer, and you continued on to music. And mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, how did starting with dancing first influence your approach to music? That's a good question. Honestly, um, that was my introduction to hip-hop in general. So, uh, if you take it back to... 98 um the my way video by usher came out mm-hmm. so anybody who's ever seen that video seen like the hip-hop influence in it like it had mr wiggles in there so i saw mr wiggles is a popper um so i saw him on there like moonwalking on his knees in the video and it was, i was like dang that's like the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life so, <laughs> I, um my brother he used to like sneak tapes in because we wasn't allowed to listen to hip hop. So he would sneak tapes and videos and stuff in the crib. We would watch it on the VHS. And um, I saw that. And then he actually was the dancer in the family at first. So I was, um, I used to just watch him and just be amazed. At first, I was like spinning on my head and stuff like that. But then I kind of like strayed away from that and got into more of the popping scene and uh then i met his friend micah who's like a big bro to me and um he taught me a couple combinations and i just took it from there and then yeah that's pretty much like my introduction to hip-hop in general and then i started rapping like uh, my first time rapping was on a tape deck so at school so um yeah i just fell in love with music and um hip-hop in general since then for real and i feel like it, it knowing and having seen you perform and having listened to your music for years i know that you have a, a uniquely good sense of rhythm uh which which i think that dancing definitely contributed to your music because so i've never heard a local artist be so on beat with their with their technical skill when they're rapping so wow, I appreciate that. Just wanted to put that out there. It's very impressive. And yeah, uh, 
something else that you're very skilled with uh, that I was paying attention to specifically earlier was um, your music is well structured, well structured all the way through, but you're especially gifted with choruses. Um, that seems yeah. to be a very strong point of yours, and I wanted to know if there were any specific influences there that might contribute to that. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you. Um, that's that's a uh, something I do pride myself on too. So good, it's kind good. Of confirmation. So um, as far as like hooks i just know it sounds good to me um yeah and just like if you listen to like my favorite rap songs can't tell me nothing by kanye west oh hell yeah so the reason why other than it being like um it coming out at the perfect time for me where i was at in my life it was just like it's very catchy and it's like I felt every word on the hook. So I guess you could say that that's, that's like an influence, but I just, just hearing stuff like that just helps me know like what sounds good or what sounds like it's doing too much or what sounds like it's going to catch. So me, honestly, I guess to answer your question, it'll be words. So it's like, if a word really strikes me that day, like how many, different phrases can I make out of this word and then turn that into something I like that and would you say that Kanye West is, is someone that you look up to as an artist absolutely for sure for sure even now um, old Kanye uh, or new Kanye we're bringing well, it back <laughs> yeah <laughs> for real just just Kanye in general just because even though we may not I may not agree with everything he does because it's like you don't agree there's not one person on earth that you disagree with just every single thing that they do oh yeah you know so it's like um you know like he really stays locked in to what he's about and I'm all about that like he's the perfect uh, definition of zoning out so um, and maximizing your talent to the to the highest form that you can and collaboration like that's just one thing that you just have to admire about the man whether you feel like he does this or that or whatever like all of that aside just if we just talk in music like he really just he really takes his time and he maximizes everything and I'm all about that so you are more of more of a proponent of separating someone's work from the person themselves it i would say i'm more on that fence but it really depends on what it is okay you know some things are just like you, <laughs> you can't know i oh, can't yeah, listen that's fair. to it the same you know what i'm saying but um in his case uh yeah like i you can say whatever you want to be honest with you like the music yeah. is there um just don't don't go too far you know yeah that's fair yeah no matter what you say about kanye he is a he is genuine it mm -hmm. seems yeah because he really sure. feels like how he's feeling and i like mm -hmm. i admire that about him like he's not going to pull back or he's not going to cut any corners like if you're going to feel some way then actually 
feel that way. Don't try to lie or nothing like that. Like, I'm not going to go and listen to an R. Kelly record. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> no, it's not, yeah. Yeah, I just like, I can't listen to it because it doesn't resonate with me. And like, you don't know who he's talking about when he's making these songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's true. Yeah. And something I feel like I hear Kanye talk about a bit is um, kind of being in a state of flow and yeah. getting into the right environment that gets you into that state. Uh, when and where do you find that you are the most productive or effective? In the crib, man. To yeah. be honest with you, like when I'm in the house, uh, in my room, I turn on whatever color I'm feeling that day on my lights. Like it might be today is feeling like a blue day so i might turn the lights to blue Hmm. so turn the lights to blue and uh i got my setup at the crib uh my guys send beats through and i just vibe out write some music and till i get something or sometimes i just listen to music and that's part of my writing process right there too is just listening and not saying a word and not writing nothing just being a student for a second and do I remember correctly, did you work with uh, Jay Rawls on Spooky Tape? Yeah. That's that's definitely someone, he's definitely someone to be a student around in multiple ways. Absolutely. I have crazy stories with Jay Rawls. Like, crazy, like, insane stories. To me, they're insane. Oh, please yeah. share. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, I, I'll give you one. So, I remember uh, he had me, for those who don't know, Jay Rawls... Uh, is actually a professor in hip-hop education. So he was teaching at Tiffin University, and he invited me down there. He drove me down there. And then on the way back home, he was like, you want to hear something? Now, everybody who knows me knows that High Tech is one of my favorite producers. Probably he has to be top two my favorite producers. Mm-hmm. So... um he pulls out a tape and he pulls out like the little tape deck joint, puts it in the little, uh, he puts it in there in the little aux. They got like a different way you can listen to tapes now. So he puts it in there and I was listening to high tech unreleased beats from like the nineties. And I was listening to unreleased most deaf and Talib songs. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I've never thought I'd be in this position right now. Like, damn. And then awesome. later, like years later, uh, I opened up for Talib Kweli, so that was dope. I remember hearing about that happening. That's that's so awesome. Yeah, man, it was it was def. I had a blast, man. It was definitely one of them shows I'll never forget. Yeah, I I can imagine. Like, well, so you said unreleased from the '90s. Yeah, unreleased, like records that probably would have made uh, what was it called Return on Inflection or um, like Return on Investment nah uh, Talib's album I think it's called Return on Inflection oh okay so like tracks that um, didn't make the uh, Black Star album um, just different stuff and a whole bunch of high tech beats that just never came out, and it's just like a whole bunch. Of, I was just like, man, I'm like I'm literally listening to my favorite producers, 
like <laughs> it's stuff <laughs> that he made when he was my age or younger younger than what i am now so it was just it was a crazy experience and uh, i'd never forget that that's so cool j rolls is probably one of my favorite guests we've had on so far oh word oh yeah uh, we we had a uh, we had both j rolls and nova on um right before they dropped uh i forget what the album what the project is called but yeah um the prophet yes that's right yeah, yeah. yeah nova that's my guy too that's uh that's family right there nova's part of ross formation is he not right okay let me let me see i think i can name a few ross formation members off the top of my head so we got we got you we got twan rap mm-hmm. um we got drazon midwest he was or he was supposed to but it just it didn't work out okay, but, okay. Uh, that's still my guy we actually we had drazon on pretty recently where so yeah. when did ross formation start because i i don't know much about its origin yet it seems like one of the most powerful collectives in the city right now yeah, so first, like, me and Twan, we had a group called Underrated, or we were a duo called Underrated. And then we added on my guy, Marshawn, and then my guy, Dirty Quan Gino. And um, I just came up to Twan. I was like, man, we need to find another name, uh, something that's, like, I don't know, it's not underrated. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like everybody's name is probably going to be underrated. It just sounds real corny. So he was like, yeah, I agree. So we was thinking about that at the same time. I just happened to tell him first. And he, uh, or no, I came up with the Ross formation. Because at the time, I believe he was having his first child. So I was pretty much putting everything on my back until he got uh, acquainted with everything. So uh, I told him about it. And he said he liked the idea, and we went about it. And then maybe 2017, 2018, that's where we started adding people. And we just kept going from there. Hell yeah. And how does one become part of Raw's formation? You got to drink some blood, man. We got <laughs> we all put our blood in the cup, and then we got to drink our blood. <laughs> <laughs> some real Columbus shit right there. <laughs> That's punk as fuck, my guy. Yeah, it's very, very dark. <laughs> nah, but I really, uh, I don't know. I just gotta, it just gotta make sense. I'll find you. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. You just it's so so it's mostly been outreach rather than people hitting you up to join and then you accepting them yeah it's lit that's literally the only way i gotta reach out to you okay that's that's dope i bet i bet uh that's like that's an honor being reached out to to be part of ross formation that makes a real impact on people that's really cool i don't know how they feel about it but you know if if that's (laughs) how they feel then yeah that's dope i'm honored for it to be an honor how would you feel if you were someone someone else had started the Ross formation it is what it is today and you were asked to join it 
Yeah, I would. Uh, I'd be super excited, man. Super excited just because of the talent that's there, and uh, like if I had to put all my money on anybody that's in the Ross formation, I would. Like no, no doubt about it. That's no hard about it against anybody. Yeah. And on your site, um, on the main page, you describe yourself as a role model, which I, re- I have a lot of respect for. And I wanted to ask, why do you feel like others, especially in Columbus, have, have trouble doing the same with themselves? Um, some people, they just, you know, they don't have that solid foundation. I was fortunate to fortunate enough to have a solid foundation and so when i say that like i have strong people around me like nearly every day telling me or keeping me on my toes and all of that so i just so happen to know how to be a sponge in that area and learn how to pour into everybody that's learning from me or anybody that wants to take anything from me so I like and just growing up I just felt like I've I've been a leader by nature you know mm. and uh just how I move I got I watch how I move in public because I know people are watching and things like that and it's all all like it's also integrity with myself to even when I'm not in public like I'm still moving how I'm moving like I got to make sure I'm getting better at something every day and training harder and harder and so I can keep being that role model and trying to get people to be better than I am at what I'm doing so or just to find their lane and whatever it is so it's just I don't know like as for other people I don't know what their situation was with like parenting or just um Role, or not role models, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just people that they look up to and stuff like that. Like, or mentors. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So mentorship. I don't know if they have any situation with that, but that's literally all I've been around all my life. Like, i got all brothers, both my parents, uh, family outside that talk to me all the time and make sure I'm good and you know, I, I just, I was just very blessed and fortunate to have that. And was there a point that you can remember where you kind of made, not like, not a total transition to this because nobody ever really does, but was there a point where you started feeling yourself not feeling so much like a follower and more like a role model? Um, That's a great question. I don't know if there was a a real turning point but me as a person I know when I get the hang of something I kind of just veer off so um, a part of being a role model is being a student you know if you, mm-hmm. you can't be a role model if you're not a great student That's so true. with that like if somebody teaches me something like hey this is how you record yourself or this is um, or you should talk like this or I don't know I don't know what what it possibly could be but um i practiced that and i literally put that because repetition is the only way you get better at something so i keep practicing it and then once i keep i ask all the questions i need to ask um 
I go on, go up, go about my way, and that's how it normally is. So I can't recall a certain time, but I just know that's how I am as a person. If you could go back to when you were 20, what would you say to yourself from where you are now? Uh, keep getting better. You're not the best yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've been like, I listen to some old tracks and I'll be like, man, back then I really thought I was the the thing eating popcorn. Like I thought I was the dopest, but nah, I didn't have it like I thought I did, but I had the drive and I always had that. And that's, that's enough, you know, but, um, and I'm still getting better now. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm getting better now. But, uh, back then I just really thought <laughs> that, <laughs> like, this is it. This is all yeah, I need to like, do. I can, I cannot get no better. I can't get any better than this. So do you, do you write every day? I used to write every day. Now I'm starting to, um, now that I'm older, I'm starting to like, kind of like scale back a little bit and uh, let things write itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. So, um, yeah, like I, I at least write every week because there's always something to write about. I saw a video blueprint recently where he was talking about eating healthy but he was rapping about it like mess yeah. me up like really mess me up i was like Dang. health is wealth right yeah health. Is i wealth. love that song yeah so i was just like dang you literally can rap about anything <laughs> so i'm like all right bet so i really um if he ever hears this then like that really put stuff into perspective for me so now i kind of like scale back and it's like how am i really feeling today you know what I'm saying? Do I feel like I need to uh, hit the bag a little bit, punch the bag? Uh, am I in the dance mood? Uh, what am I about to write about? So you can literally write about anything. So I just I try to figure that out before I uh, write anything. And some of the hardest hitting topics I, I hear in your music, you discuss uh, topics such as systemic racism, uh, power dynamics and relationships, passing the torch to future generations, just all of these super complicated, important issues. And I wanted to ask you first, um, how do you decide what topic will, will, will fit with an instrumental and, and what messages of, of those are, are most important to you in your own music? Um, everything is important to me to answer that question. And um, before I uh, expound on that question, I'm going to answer the other part. Um, dang, it just left my brain. Oh, yeah. How I pick it <laughs> is like, it's literally, I don't know. It just it just comes to me like, it just pops up. Uh, I sit there, I listen to the music, and then something to pop up. Sometimes I hit my friend Kara who makes all my artwork she uh i ask her for a word because she has like notes full of just words that she she wants to learn about hmm. so i would be like yo you got a word so she'll hit me with one and you have songs like i have a song called autonomy so at that time i didn't know what that meant and uh just different songs and then i would either take the word or i would uh 
look up a synonym for it and then go from there but um yeah i really don't have or i really can't it's hard to answer that one you know but um no that's fair yeah so um i forgot what i was about to say about the other joint though but yeah that's yeah that's pretty much it (laughs) cool new word i love new words you actually just taught me a new word expound i didn't know what that was i just looked it up that's a great yeah. word. <laughs> word. Oh, yeah. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> to uh, systematically explain in detail. Yeah. I, I'm going to try and fit that in wherever I can. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Also, uh, you're allowed to curse. I don't know if I mentioned that. but uh, I, don't, I don't really, you know, I don't really curse. So. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, good. I, I thought I caught a couple moments where you were like trying to censor yourself, but good to know. All right. Um, let's see here. So you've played quite a few live shows over the years. Mm-hmm. What are some of the most memorable ones? Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here looking at the plaque on the wall. Uh, <laughs> Creative Control Fest. That was uh 2019. Um, okay. The reason why that one is that's my best show by far. I have it on video too. Um, it's just like all we had, all I had was two singers in the background and some keys, and just me rapping and singing along with the singers and it was just like the craziest thing that I didn't know I could pull off and uh, people would actually like it as much as they do and um, you know it was just how everybody felt after the show like some people say it's the best show they've seen at the Lincoln ever Wow. people would say um, some people were crying Um, yeah it was just it was just one of those and um yeah it was it was it was a special time man uh another show that was good was uh breakaway fest with with mouth hmm. uh, that was good um just because of the amount of people that were there and summer 614 fest was cool uh two by two fest was really dope the last one i did no not the last one but the one before the last one was really dope I can't remember what year that was. I think that may have been 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I just remember it being real hot and I had on a long sleeve. So, uh, yeah, that was a dumb decision. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, because when I first went up there, I was like, dang, man, nobody's nobody's out here. And then I went up there and performed. And out of nowhere, people just started walking up. So, like, when that happens, that just shows me that I'm doing a good job. Oh yeah. Everybody knows you got a two by two fest. You you see somebody up there that's decent, but yeah, just keep walking and go see the B boys or something like that. And that's no knock to them, but you know, there's something about when you can capture people's attention at a festival that does it for me. So that's a few of them to name. And uh, 2018 was the first year that it was on the west side. Is that right? Over yeah. at that, uh, was it 2018? I think so. When it when it moved to the abandoned bowling alley over there. 
I think that's what it used to be. Okay, so I might be thinking of 2017 then. Cuz it was this was the last one at the rice patty. Okay, yeah. I remember that one. Uh, yeah, that was um but yeah, I think 2018 was the last time or was the one, the first one on the west side at the uh the joint. Cool. And what is your favorite interest outside of music? Mm, I like to draw and watch movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much my thing for real, drawing and watching movies. And uh, I like uh, investing a little bit. Investing. Mm-hmm. What were yeah, you going to say, Zachary? I, uh, I was going to say, um, now I want to talk about investing, but <laughs> I was going to say, um, I was going to say, do you uh, have like a, a top top list for movies? Because I'm very uneducated when it comes to movies. What are some of your uh, favorite movies of all time? Absolutely. I have Memento. That's one of my favorite movies because I still don't get it to this day. <laughs> um, have y'all seen Memento? No. I have been on the brink of watching it for years and I still haven't done it. You know, when you watch that movie, you're going to be like, dang. I have to watch this again. It's one of those movies. It's like, okay, because I don't want to spoil it for you, so I'm not. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But it's like, it's like one of the movies. It's like, okay, uh, it's, it's way too many layers going on, way too many, and it's like, the ending of it just leaves it too wide open, um, for you to get it on the first watch. So, mm. um, that's one of mine. One of my first ones, uh, The Matrix, the first one. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, just like, and it's not even the fight scenes for real. It's really just the, the layers of the movie and how timeless it is and how it just makes sense today. Yeah. Way more than it did. I don't even know if they knew what they were doing back then. But. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of creepy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's literally like that. Like, um,. But that first one, just how everything played a part, is just crazy. Like literally, from the spoon to the pills to everything, it's 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 crazy. Like I can't explain it in any other way. But that movie is just like super wild, and that's another movie that um, I saw it in the movie theater when I was young. I had to be like, I was like ten or something like that. <laughs> that's my brother <laughs> so uh yeah i had to have been like 10 or something like that and yeah um i watched it when i was older and it just became one of them things where it's just like oh, okay this is deeper than what it actually is so um there's that movie and then i'm gonna give you one more it's goodwill hunting good that movie. one is yeah it's just you know that one is self-explanatory for real <laughs> like once you watch it it's like dang it just helps you believe or just um it just lets people know like no matter what your circumstances or no matter where you come from like this is not the end you know so that's what i got from that mainly so i've heard of goodwill hunting i've never seen it though you should it's, uh Matt Damon and um, Ben Affleck, I think both of them wrote the movie. 
Mm. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, Matrix is fucking great. I love the Matrix, but the other <laughs> two, uh, I might check out. I, I all, all I can think about right now is uh, the uh, VR headset sitting next to me on my bookshelf. Whenever, whenever I think about the Matrix, I'm just like, I can never <laughs> touch that thing again. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll be stuck in the uh, the real world. <laughs> um, Trigno, do you get into cryptocurrency at all? Yeah, that's what I've been messing with lately. Hell oh yeah. boy, here we go. You two talk about this for a while. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, I, I've, like, I, I've been like, I ain't gonna talk too much about it, but I know what. Like, I have one that's near and dear to my heart that I, I just, like, I can put anything in it, and I know it's just going to do fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's either Bitcoin or Ethereum. It's definitely Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah. Ethereum. Yeah. Dogecoin is cool, but I just found out that they make so many Doge, or Dodge, whatever it is. Yeah, Doge. They Doge make coin. so many of those coins a day. I'm like, well... All right, <laughs> so I ain't gonna put yeah. too much in there, but you know, it's, it's not. Like the US software, they can just print as many as they want. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. So I just mess with my Ethereum, and then um, sometimes if I feel like day trading that day, then I'm I just watch, and uh, I got a group chat with the homies, and they pretty much they really be on it because I don't. I don't be like sitting there on my phone the entire time waiting for stuff like every day. But uh, as soon as I get the the notification, I'm putting money in there, and then there it is. You gotta be you gotta be careful with day trading because the government taxes every single trade you make. And if you like make fifty trades in a year, and all of them make profit except for the last one where you lose everything, you still have to pay taxes on all the trades where you made profit. Yeah, see, uh, I can't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> be in that. So I probably do it like once every, maybe once a week, or if that, for real. But um, I don't really mess with it too much. But I definitely, um, if I have some extra money, I put it in Ethereum because it just it sits there. And when it goes down, it goes right back to where it was. Like one thing I did learn about Ethereum is that. Once it hits a number, it's going to be at that number and keep rising from there. Ever like Once it hits 2,000, then it's going to go right back to 2,000. It hasn't touched 2,000 again, but it, it probably will within the next week or so. Yeah. To, I, uh... to backtrack just a little bit here, if, if someone invests in, in Dogecoin, for example, but that's a cryptocurrency that they just keep making more of every single day, does it not equal out the value of the coin itself, like at the same time? Does that does so that make that, sense? Yeah. So like, as far as um, for me looking into it, like Ethereum, I, I can't remember how many coins they make, but like, there's so many that you can buy. So that's why I'm like, to me, I look at it as like gold, low key. So it's yeah. like there's so much of this gold that you can buy, even though you can go dig up gold. But just imagine if there was no more gold left. So it's just like that's what's bringing the value up for me. And um, as far as Dogecoin, 
like he said, is just like the U.S. dollar. They're just printing those every day. Now, that's also something that I would still have to research because there might be more to that. I might just be like, oh, they may be printing this every day, but it's worth such and such and such, or it's going to do such and such and such. So, I mean, in my experience, Dogecoin only goes up in value because it's like a meme. I mean, it's memes yeah. are worth money. Like, memes have power these days. Uh, GameStop is a great example of that. Uh-huh. So, there's something to that. But it's like every time they make Dogecoin, it just makes all the other Dogecoins lose a little bit of value. Uh huh. It's like, it's like how a uh, hundred dollars today could only buy twenty dollars worth of goods uh, fifty years ago. Right. Do you think that we should uh, start minting uh, Gab coin? I mean, honestly, in a bull market <laughs> like this, yeah. <laughs> how many how many buyers do you think we got? You think you think Alex will pick up some? <laughs> I'll invest. I'll throw. I'll throw fifty dollars into it. Trigno, hey, you man. win. Hey, I better not lose my money. <laughs> <laughs> you better make it happen, Captain. <laughs> Don't worry. It's only going to be based on our viewership. Um. <laughs> yeah. Keep like if if we keep it the low, like hey, we all hold one Gab coin, and then if this show gets more popular, more people want Gab coins, sorry, there's no more. We'll sell it to you, but like, it's going to cost you $1,000 a coin. Yeah, I'm going to buy some uh, some bots. We're going to go up to uh, 2 million in a week. And then, yeah, there it is. Gab coin going crazy. <laughs> Is that how I uh, I should incentivize my my guests to promote their episodes now? Absolutely <laughs> not. Don't do that. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I I wish I knew how to like program so that I could make a cryptocurrency because I could just make hot money off of some <laughs> dumb shit. You definitely could make a lot of money off that, man. That'd be crazy. Get some some blockchain episodes going. Yeah, I actually. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to do a full episode on cryptocurrency in the future. Fingers crossed. I just need to get like a really solid game plan together for it. Where? Where? Oh yeah, that is something we were gonna do. That's right. <laughs> I'm like losing track of what what I'm doing on my own show. That's well, that's I mean, the point is, we're at. It, we, we haven't fully confirmed it, but it's like, yeah, pending pending approval from Kara. Let's let's Which do I some brainstorming right now. Let's 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 uh, get some people in on this. So, we'll we'll have uh we'll have you and Alex, and then we can have Trigno come on to speak his portion on on crypto. We can get Andrew Ellis in. Honestly, like Trigno, if you're down, like you're more than welcome. You're actually the first guest we've ever had to say anything about cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. where? Yeah, I might mess with it. I should have known that you was into it with the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even register when I saw. It, I was like, "Oh, crypto, okay." Yeah, it's the uh, it's the K. It throws you off. Yeah, I um, know uh, some type of nickname or something like that. Are are you have you collaborated with or do you know October Jones? 
Uh, that's my guy. Yeah, I haven't collabed with him yet, but um, that's my guy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I just Zay, Zay, if you want, if you want to mention it. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I worked with October very briefly. I I shot something for him like maybe two years ago now, like Word. back before the whole pandemic hit. Word. Yeah, but I haven't I haven't spoken to October. Oh, quite a while. Oh, I, I was more thinking you were gonna you were gonna bring up um, what he assumed your name meant. Oh God, he thought I was he was, he thought I was affiliated. <laughs> With the K. <laughs> That's a good point. It is a K. <laughs> By the way, I should say uh, shout out to October Jones for his production, his engineering, because I don't think many people know he's that good of an engineer but he's a great engineer yeah he definitely does his thing he did um a, my first bass session he engineered that oh hell yeah that's cool yeah. um uh, are they are they still doing it bask uh i have no idea we we did a we did something in the summer okay exactly um, I, I remember seeing it and i always thought it was really cool yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think Mike is just chilling in Cincinnati right now. I'm not sure. He may be taking it in a, a different direction. I don't know, but uh, I haven't spoke to him since our last one. And is that the only thing that that you've done in that vein since the pandemic, or uh, just in general? Like, have you done more um, of those style presentations? Um, I did uh, Rad TV. Um, that's kind of in that in that realm or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think those are probably the only two that's alike in a way. Cool. So, yeah. Oh yeah, and you said that you draw. Um. Yeah. Is that more of uh, whenever I have time to do it, or is that something that you work toward, actively work on improving? Man, when I first came up, that was the first thing I wanted to do. Like, my parents thought I was going to be a visual artist. Yeah. And, shoot, I thought I did, too. Like, um, I used to draw, like, Digimon characters, Dragon Ball Z characters, and then I started, like, let me actually draw somebody's face. So then I got good at doing that, and uh, I was drawing comic books, just different things. So um, I love that. Yeah, now it's just I haven't um, been doing it as much, but like you said, yeah, it's just one of them things I, I come back to every now and then. I am a Dragon Ball Z fan. We'll put that out there. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> 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 have you done any more drawing recently i have uh i drew what was it i can't remember what i think i drew like uh a picture of i was actually drawing a picture of me drawing that's what that's it was. cool yeah so i might actually post that today oh yeah yeah i um yeah that's the last thing I drew, and that was the beginning of February. Sweet. Zay Crypto, do you have any 
I um I do want to draw actually. I just I'm really bad at it. I um my sister's really good though. She's a really good artist. Where? Oh, I would be. It would be nice to be as good as her. She, yeah, she's she like she's been doing it since man almost as long as I've been making music, mm. and she can do all sorts of mediums now. I think she's like into pastel like painting or something like that. Oh, uh, she does it for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I only mess with the pencil. <laughs> so <laughs> she, yeah, she's she's the real yeah. deal. Yeah, I just want to learn how to draw so I can make big titty goth girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be wow. honest with you, I think that's a perfect note to end on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at that at all. <laughs> if i could draw though i would be drawing hella porn <laughs> oh jeez am i pressing that horn button <laughs> well well zay do you have anything more to add to that no i think <laughs> I think I've, I've added enough. Okay. <laughs> Subscribe to my OnlyFans for quality porn pictures. Oh right. So, <laughs> Trino, you got any? You have any parting notes? Nah, not not nothing crazy, man. Raw's formation to my expiration. Trigno.co, Trigno Nostalgia on everything else, and that's it. Okay, you already answered what I was about to ask. Hell yeah, that's cool. Do you have any last-minute shout-outs to make? Uh, shout-out to the squad. Shout-out to the first four. Shout-out to uh, shout-out to my family. My mom on TV. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you being on this week. Hey, man, appreciate y'all for having me, for real. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to meet you, Trigna. Likewise. Listeners, we will catch you just like usual next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. We will be there 6 a.m. sharp. Always yeah, coming at you actually, with the best cultural I knowledge. Have, I don't actually have an audience. Just putting that out there. But you can make that change, audience. Hit them up. <laughs> Let's get them inspired. For the, for the porn drawings, yeah. <laughs> They do not sponsor Gap Street. All right, so (laughs) thanks for listening this week. We'll catch you next time.